0: you <laughs>
1: Hello, everyone. I am Justin Barnes, your host, and welcome to Branching Out, a show where we talk about how to become the best version of yourself and how to live this one life we have to the fullest. We will share tips, techniques, and stories to challenge our way of thinking to help us get to that next level. That's what it's all about. And today we have another great show. But first, guys, if you didn't catch any of my previous shows, you can hear me on Anchor. Um, That's Anchor.fm forward slash Justin Dash Borns. Or just search branching out hosted by Justin Barnes on Anchor. Or and you also can stay up to date on everything I'm doing on my Facebook page and that's at facebook.com forward slash why not me life. So guys like I say I got another great um exciting I mean I'm I'm pretty excited about the topic that we're covering today. It's about parenthood. You know it's about parenting um and it's specifically Right, it's for all parents, for the mother and the father, but specifically, it's for the fathers, man. It's for the light of fire up on them to kick them, and you know what. So, uh, even though this information will be good for the whole uh, parent couple, but it's specifically for the fathers, man. I want to get us in high gear, even including myself. So, I want to go ahead and say that, man, I'm not a perfect father, I try to improve every single day. That's why I want to make this. Uh, but this is specifically just to kind of push you to that next level as a parent and especially as a father. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. want to start with a quote here. To be a father requires patience, love and giving up the all about me attitude. That was by Catherine Pulsifer. And the second one that I got is, I cannot think of any need in childhood as strong as the need for a father's protection. That's by Sigmund Fruit. So those are just some of those things. And the mothers are amazing. I definitely don't want nobody to take it as a slight towards mothers. Mothers are amazing. My wife does an amazing job as a mother. Um, this is for all the mothers that raise their kids on their own and that are still have the father that's present. But either way, the mothers are amazing so I want to make sure I clarify that. Um well hey just for the dads though man I just want to I want to get us into it man. I think it to be have more of a fatherly presence. I know that's always an issue um in our society, especially in the African American society. So I want to make sure I just put a just a spotlight on it man. I want to try to change that around man. If you're a great father man I want to see if we can make you better you know, if you haven't been doing what you think you should do, I I just want you to kind of just step up and, you know, be even better than what you were. So, and every dad, every dad, every father has fear that he will not be a great dad. I know I had that, that he'll mess up, that he'll be a failure. Man, that comes with a job. You're going to do those things. You're going to mess up. You know, you're not particularly going to be a failure unless you just completely quit. You drop out of that job description altogether. But You it it takes work. And unfortunately, what doesn't come with this type of job, you know, being a father is a simple set of instructions as guys. We often, you know, we'll skip the manual. We'll try to just figure things out and wing it um, as we go. But when things go wrong, it's nice sometimes just to have a manual to go back to. And fatherhood doesn't have that manual. That's not how God intended it. That's not how life is set up. You know, those things just going to happen as it go. Life is, you know, kind of unscripted. It's about you adjusting to it, about you developing and growing towards, you know, where you're supposed to be. If it's been a better father, that's going you're going to work on that, you know, every single day of your life to get better. But you have to realize that, have a good perspective on it, and allow yourself to grow, right? And also, going into that, you know, a good father expresses his love. Now, this is very difficult, especially in our culture within a father is seen, you know, is seen as a strong, tough image and capable of showing his feelings on the exterior. No, on the outside. However, fear must not be the ultimate tool that one uses to guide their children. You cannot keep, you know, I'm going to beat you to, you know, you know, whatever. No, some type of intimidation because we have that power. And men like to do that. Right. Children learn best from their parents. Therefore, the way they are treated is later reflected in their treatments of others. And I'm so big on that. I I have noticed that as a father. And like I said, I'm not the perfect father. There's a lot of things I still need to work on. I still uh, have emotional reactions to something that my son does. And I don't respond in the best way. And I have to continue to work on that because I know it's going to be a reflection of him later. He's going to kind of reflect on that and start treating others the same way I treated him. And the one of the biggest things is showing him love, expressing that love, taking out that macho image. You know, I think it's strength in a man showing, you know, letting his guard down, showing that emotional side. I think it's more strength in that than someone that's always, you know, trying to say he's macho. He don't have no weaknesses. I'm tough, tough, tough. I think it's more strength in a person that can let all that down and show a different side, right? And just to go into it, you know, the the kind of the way that I'm going to go through this Uh, podcast this episode is just kind of giving out those pointers as we go and we just break them down just break them down boom 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 so we will just continue to break down each pointer as we go through it and a word of encouragement to get into it a word of encouragement for your kid or a simple smile can make a child feel great and helps build self-confidence as well you know frequent mentions of like your gratitude and happiness of being his or her father Parent or parent are very very important. It's very very important, and I had to learn how to do that because sometimes you just want to sit back. You don't want to give them credit. What credits due is always like a criticizing thing. But think about how much damage that can do to a child when all they hear is about the things that they do wrong. Would you want to hear that? and That's something I always tell. My son, you know, if you don't want that done to you, and that's one of those simple things. We all have heard it. If you don't want it done to you, don't do it to others. And we do it as parents sometimes. We don't realize it. It's just one of those unconscious things sometimes. And it may, You may be conscious of it, but it's just one of those things you do. and You may think, I'm not doing that much damage. I'm a parent here. I know what I'm doing. I, who's the father in this relationship? Who's the mother in this relationship? You know, who's paying the bills? That's the type of stuff we throw out, and I don't think it makes it right to sit there and, you know, throw that type of, you know, um, expectation on a child or to beat them down, bring them down just because we're older than them, we got more experience than them. I don't think that gives us a right to do that because they will kind of click onto that. And we we are we are growing up, we are guiding a human being, right? We definitely should be pointing them towards God, but we are, we are helping in that process to grow someone, a human being, someone that's going to be an adult. And we put them, we put every single thing inside of them that they would know. We set them up, either to fail or have the type of weapons that can prepare them, you know, mentally and physically and spiritually, you know, for the world when they, when they are able to go out there. And another big thing, and my wife stayed on me about this, this, is something that we read, is read to them often, whether you are a reader or not. Reading to your children, man, is important. From the time they're babies and onward, it is crucial. It gets them in the habit of reading and prepares them for a lifetime of learning. And this is something I still gotta work on. I gotta get continue to get better at that. Right? And it and, and another thing that it does when you just read to your child, it gives you some special time together. It becomes a tradition your child would cherish. You know, like I said, I read to my son, my six-year-old son. I, I need to do it more, and I love it when I do it. It's just something that we have to do more, especially men, not just women. Women do, women does, um, they they do these things. Women do these things all the time. That's just what they do. But as men, we don't do it and we don't do it enough. We need to do it. Being a father that reads to their child, that shows them something. Whether you have a boy or a girl, reading to your child is crucial um, throughout their life. So you got to be able to read to them and continue just to to be present with them. I'm praying you're going to find like a a relaxation with with doing it. You're going to see how they grow also with you reading to them and the pleasure that they take you sitting there taking time out to go and read to them. Just take a couple minutes at night. Read a book. Start with reading one book. Then increase it as you see fit. All right. Um, Also, various forms of kinship, like an embrace, you know, or a kiss, work as insurance of your love, right, especially men, like I said, I've been talking about the macho thing, we don't see that, like, I ain't finna do all that, man, that shows I'm, that going show me weak, that don't show weakness, that shows straight, and that shows your kid straight, too, especially if it's a man to his little boy, or to his boy, Right, you have to show them. And I ain't telling you to, you know, do anything that makes you uncomfortable or the child uncomfortable. I'm just saying, do things as a father. I always, I, I love hugging my son. I love hugging him, giving him a minute hugs as possible. I think he hugged me like 20 times within two minutes last night, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's showing that you love your kids, and your kids are learning that they are loved. It instills confidence in them, and they need it. They need it early, and they need it often from the uh, from your parents, especially the father. You need to kind of let that guard down. This is going to be the theme throughout this one It's just letting the guard down. I hope it irritates you a little bit. I hope it frustrates you fathers out there, truly, because it makes me mad when I think of some of the things I ain't dropped the ball on with being a father. And still know I have improvement to do, and it makes me frustrated, but it makes me excited too, knowing that I can continue to improve upon myself, and so can you guys, right? let your guard down, be that father, love your kid, embrace them, show them. There's nothing wrong with showing their emotional side. And this is the biggest one, right? I'm going to go ahead and put that one out there. Don't be an absent dad. You took the time to create the child. You need to take the time to be there for the child. Now, that's the biggest mistakes that dad makes are not being there for their children. Now, these are ones, like I said, if they completely abandon, man, if you're hearing this and you, you think you're messed up, it's not too late. It's never too late. It may not never be the same, but it's never, ever too late to be there present in your child's life. And if you're there, you know, as a father and you still, you know, the father, mother, or you're a single father, whatever it may be, whatever the case, you know, just try to find that time. Always set aside time each day and each week for your child. Don't let anything violate that sacred time. Nothing. And at those big moments in your child's life, a soccer game, a music recital, a science fair, whatever you do, do your very best to be there. It means the world to them. I know this because it meant the world to me when I was a child. You know, just to see my mom up there in the, in the crowd, to see, to see that my mom watching me, man, it made me feel like the world. And I had times when I looked up there and she wasn't there and, it, and I felt horrible. Right? So I know it means the world to them. I know it do. And you know it do, too. You wouldn't want to do anything. We we are the attention-seeking type of people, right? And think about uh, your child. They look up to you, right? They love you, right? And I don't care even now, like I said, if they're they're older and you haven't been there, it's never too late to kind of fix that relationship, man. You have to. You have to. It's very, very, very important love her or him unconditionally unconditionally love them one need not to feel the obligation of being of behaving in certain ways to love one's child do not shy away from making them feel assured of your never ending love and support never never ever i never want my son to feel like i never i don't love him i never want him to feel like he can't come talk to me about anything or do anything with me i don't want to scare him away with just brute force in this 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 ideal of you know you only can do certain things around me everything else I am you know like I'm controlling you. I I don't want that. I want my son to know I'm his I love him to death. I'm his guider. I am here for you no matter what. Unconditionally. I'm not putting conditions to my love for you. Right? It's the same thing I know God Jesus had for us, right? God had for us by sending Jesus his only Son to us you know, to die for all of our sins, for us to be saved, right? It's that unconditional love. And I have that same thing for my son, right? And going to reassurance is the greatest strength which a father can provide to his child. Like I said, I'm going to keep repeating these. Repetition is amazing when it comes to ideals. I want you to keep thinking about these things as a parent, as a mother, as a father, Keep thinking about these things. Reassurance is the greatest strength which a parent or a father can provide to this child. Ensure safety when your child is afraid in the events of thunderstorm, nightmares, performing in front of people, you know, uh, just having confidence to do things, doubting themselves. Reassurance is the greatest strength. Right? Protect her and him with your arms to strengthen and calm Her or his mind. Make them feel that you will be there whenever they need you. No matter what. No matter what it is. You may be like, oh man, that's just thunderstorm. That ain't ain't gonna do nothing. But in their mind it's real. And it may really scare them. And you are their protection. You have to let them know that they are safe with you. They want to feel safe. If they can't feel safe with you, just imagine what they fix and start feeling towards society and the people out there. If I can't feel safe in the place where I'm supposed to be loved, the place where I want to be. If I can't feel safe there, where am I going to feel safe? So they need to feel that. need that reassurance over and over and over again. It does not get old. You need to continue to do that as a parent. You got to step up. You got to really envision it. Put yourself in their shoes. I do this all the time. I go back as a child. You know, I try not to make my son you know, me and I try to project onto him, but I try to put in my shoes like, man, what would I want if I was six years old, five years old, four years old, whatever, whatever the age may be. How would I feel if I said, if I heard that from one of my parents, that would devastate me. If I felt like that devastate me, then you don't say that to your child. You just don't. Respect your child's mother, even if you have differences and are separated it is important to maintain decency and respect for each other this would make your child feel secure and she or he will be able to accept the situation and reciprocate this the same a good father explains that though people may have their differences and disagreements all these can be resolved by a peaceful discussion you have to understand, that. and I know it's a lot going on in this world. Like I said, is differences, is circumstances out there. I know I don't know them all, and some of them are, you know, it has to be that way where the parents uh, have to separate or whatever it may be. But don't, don't fail that child by decisions that you guys or whatever went on between you guys. You guys got together to make that child. You guys still need to be there to raise that child. That child still need to feel secure, need to feel safe, and need to understand. What happened between that relationship in a decent way, not by bashing one or the other or anything like that, throwing somebody on the bus, but knowing how to, you know that situation went down in the best way that you can explain it to them and make them feel still safe that they have their parents. And uh and then this is a big thing. My wife, you know, she she pointed this out to me. She had to kick me in my rear end to you know Point that out because I can get so focused and it's not that I'm a selfish individual or anything like that. I'm a passionate one. You know, I love life. I'm just trying to figure things out. You know, I I had a rough going in the beginning where I didn't know a lot of things. So learning is just one of my biggest things. And sometimes you get blinded on what's right there in front of you, right? Right there in the moment. And... So when I say this next part, it's just me just showing the rawness in what I'm still growing in, right? As a father, as a husband, as all of those things. So don't look at anything as a mom duty. Share responsibilities. Well, there are a lot of good things from my grandparents, you know, from the, back in those days, back in the old days, that we should bring back. The traditional dad-mom split of parenting duties isn't one of them. Some men still look at certain duties as mom duties, but don't be the one of don't be one of those dads. Get involved in everything and share the load with your spouse, changing diapers, giving baths, getting them dressed, taking them to school, uh, washing the dishes, taking out the um, taking out the trash, you know, doing all those things. Not just mourning alone, Oh, that's a man thing. Mowing alone. My wife bought the and I, and I have no problem with it. Or I'm on the line, and she don't have no problem with it. Wash the dishes. I need to do that. Wash the clothes. Dry the clothes. Hang up the clothes. Pick uh take Cameron to school. My son Cameron to school in the morning. Pick him up from school um, if I'm available. Doing all those things. Don't don't share those responsibilities. Don't just try to designate them more. Well, that sound more like a mom duty or that always have been a mom type duty. This has always been like a father type duty. Don't do those type of things. Always, you know, just share the responsibilities. Talk about it, right? Talk about those things. Share those. It's very, very, very extremely important that you do that. Keep a check on your health. You must be able to spend quality time and make a lot of happy memories with your children, man. <laughs> with your family and the whole. Hence, maintain a healthy lifestyle so you can watch them grow for the longest. And what I mean by that, man, eat healthy. Work out. All those things. Pay attention to your health. What you put in your body, man, is just like in your car. If you don't take care of your car, you don't put in the proper oil in it. You're doing the proper oil changes. What happens to that car? It dies. It needs to go to the shop. So it's the same thing with you. If you're not putting the, type of fuel, the right type of fuel in you, you're going to go to the hospital. You're going to need medication over and over and over again. What happens with that? That's more stress. What happens with that? That's less time that you're spending with your family or with your child. That's less happy memories that they may have with their parents. And as growing up, it's very, very extremely crucial that you take care of yourself. You take care of your family. You take care of the things that you need to take care of. It is of the utmost importance to spend time with your child. I want to get to that. It has been found that the lack of attention has been the greatest cause of misconduct in children. Right? The lack of attention. Because now, you know, we got social media. We got a lot of distractions in the world. A lot of distractions. And we need to find a way that we can spend more time with our child. We can spend more time with our family and doing the things that we love. And time can be spent in many, many, many ways. Time can be spent engaging in basic activities like playing, reading, going outside for a walk, etc. You can lend a hand in housework and complete tasks as a family, which I talked about earlier. This will not only help you in being recognized as a good father who cares for his children, but will also help you in being recognized as a good husband by your wife. Talked about that earlier, right? You have to continue to do this. It's a cycle, right? It's a trend. This this is simple stuff, but we overlook it. We just don't do it. We don't step up to the plate, especially as men. And I'm saying we because I often, like I said, times drop the ball but that's a reflection that I can look at. You know, I'm not scared to sit there and admit that you know I have dropped the ball. I need to do better as a husband. I need to do better as a father. I'm not scared of that because that's me reflecting on myself and letting my son know there's nothing wrong with admitting when you're you know when you know you're not doing something right. What's wrong is knowing that you you're wrong and not being willing to correct that action. So I want to lead with my actions more than with my words for my son and for my family or people that that look up to me listening to your child may become your favorite activity after a tiring day i know it is for me i love listening to my son when i come when i come back home from work or i haven't seen him for a while the first thing i want to hear is his voice Uh, it's a beautiful thing for me. It makes me happy just to think that I'm a father. It makes me very proud. And that perspective alone helps me look at him a different way. helps me look at the situation a different way and keeps me from getting too frustrated with certain things that he may want to do. And and then every child had his or her opinions and is curious by nature. They are super curious. You must carefully listen to your child and more importantly, respect his or her opinion. No question is futile, man. No question is one thing you should just turn them down and make them feel bad that they asked this question or they, they they said something the way that they said it. You need to respect them already as just as a human being. Take your time to answer no matter how simple or practical, but never fail to answer even the most difficult ones. Look it up with them. That'll teach them something right there. Even though I may not knew the answer, we went and found it together. By showing them that repetitively, guess what they they going to end up doing? When they don't know the answer to something, maybe someone asks them, guess what they're going to do? Well, me and my dad, we always look it up. Me and my mom, we always looked it up. We always went and found the answer. That's going to be a habit that you create, a good habit that you create within them. Be kind to your child. Bad answers, insults, humiliations, teasing Come from a cold and distant father is a form of abuse. And that's from a parent period. Not just from a father. That's from anybody. But like I said, I want to focus on the fathers too. Don't do not do this as a parent period, right? Bad answers, insults, uh, teasing, and all those things is just a bad form of parenting. The abuse not only comes as a shock to the child, but the words also leaves a deep scar in the child's mind. Hence, once... One must treat the child with respect as one would with any other person that you appreciate, man. That's it. It's a simple thing to do. If you don't want nobody sitting there to insult you, you want to be insulted as an adult by another adult, then why would you sit there and insult your child? right, Or humiliate them in front of people. Your child is a human being. It must be one of the most important things in your life. Avoid criticizing your child for his or her inappropriate behavior. For example, if he, if she, or he is running in the supermarket, do not use phrases like "you are unbearable," or oh, "you never obey," "oh, you so bad." Especially in a high tone with anguish, a good parent explains as to why the behavior is inappropriate or dangerous, and concentrates. Embedding, you know, just putting her and him with the right way to act with a conversation. I know I hated being scalded uh, by my mom in public. I hated it. It made me feel horrible. And then with those thoughts, the, it, it can lead you to a dark space and you can continue that type of habit where you feel like you're going to be beat down just by doing a certain thing. That everything you do is wrong. Everything you do, leading into your adulthood. Going into the workplace, you never learned that uh, appreciation and stuff. So everything you do is wrong. So now you can't perform the way that you need to perform. It starts early with your child. So you need to learn how to communicate with them, you know. And I know we raised in the old school. you got Hey, man, they disobey. You got to put your hands on them or put a switch on them or put a bed on them or whatever the form of discipline that you have. But think about it. That never worked for me, and I don't think it ever worked for another kid. I'm telling you, when I got whoopings that made me do whatever you were whooping me for, I did it more. I'm telling you. I don't care how bad the beating was. I still would go. I cried, and I and I, and I did what I did. Because think about it. Why would I need multiple whoopings if the results, if you did evidence, if you did a study and you took, and my mom kept record of how many times she whooped me for something. She kept record of it. That don't seem like that worked. You just kept doing it over and over and over again. And I remember my dad, he used to sit down and talk to me. He used to sit down and talk to me. That was more effective. I'm telling you, I'm not lying. It was more effective when he sat down. I was more afraid of failing him than my mom, cause I, cause he was being kind to me. He was you sit down and talk to me about a situation, and I I go to him crying like that. I messed up. I'm sorry, and he'll sit down and talk to me. With my mom, is a little bit different. I know I was thinking get beaten. Of course, I was scared for my life, but. It was a different type of respect there. You know, I love my mom. Don't get me wrong, love. Her. I respect my mom, but the different type of the approaches was, you know, the what the results that you got. You know, with my dad, I was respecting her more. I can see the difference that it was making with me. With my mom, I can see no matter how many times that she was doing whatever she was doing, it. I kept I kept going down that rabbit hole, man. I kept getting those whoopings, so. You need to learn how to communicate with your kid. Never humiliate your child, especially in public places. That's like the worst thing you can do, man. That builds, that, that builds self-esteem issues already. That hurts them to their core, right? Mm-hmm. Never hit the child. We just got through talking about this, man. Never hit them. But I want to make sure I beat that through. And why? This may frustrate you and y'all may be questioning it. But just think about it just for once with me. Open up your mind for me. Branch out just a little bit right now with me. Think about the hitting of the child. You may have been hit as a child, but like, well, that worked for me. That kept me in line. But is that the same method that you need to use for your child growing up? Now, contrary to the old belief, a spank or a slap is a form of abuse. It is. It just That is abuse. It is. You hit your child. It's nothing but a display to me. This is what I feel when you show that type of um, discipline. It ain't nothing but, to me, a display of your fear and weakness. I'm calling you out. Because I want you to open up your mind and think about it. Hitting your child is not going to get them to where they want to be. It's going to increase their behavior. And guess what they're going to do eventually, right? So if mom and dad hits me because I did something uh, that I didn't supposed to do. Or they felt that was disrespectful uh, towards them. Guess what he's going to do? When someone disrespects him. her or do something that they don't agree with the they may hit them right they may retaliate on them and it don't have to be physical abuse it can be something mental right it can be verbally abusive just because of the hitting and that comes from the parents that starts at home it does right if you're hitting your child over and over and over again for certain things like oh so you grab my stuff you don't grab my stuff I hit you Somebody grabs their stuff at school or somewhere in public, that's what they're going to do. They're going to hit because that's what they have been taught to do. Think about it if you sit there and you talk to your child, right? It may take a lot more work by talking to them, right? Because kids are busy, busy minds, hard to sit down, hard to concentrate. But when you do repetitive actions, I promise you it gets to them. When you show them that repetitive love, I promise you it's going to get through to them. And if you show them over and over and over again, like if they do something That they aren't supposed to do and you sit there and you take a different action aside from hitting them. That's the same respect and the same thing they're going to show someone else when they do it to them. It's plain and simple, man. That's like the best reason to take that discipline action out of it. And I'm not trying. I'm not the one to to tell anybody how to raise their child. Man, these are just pointers. I just want to see us grow as a society, man. Grow as parents. Grow as fathers. Right, I know you want your, the best for your child. People say it, but I think they're not doing what they need to do to make sure they get the best out of their child. That their child get the best out of life. We gotta do better. We gotta do better. So, overall, with that message or what I'm trying to say, man, a good parent demonstrates to their child how to control anger even in the worst situations. Mm-hmm. You have to learn, you got to teach them how to just get away, how to calm down, how to handle certain situations. Because they're going to handle that all their life. And if if you handle it in a way that's abusive, they're going to do it the same way. Become a role model for your child. He or she will learn more from your actions than your words. This is one of the biggest things that I know, that I found out. I, I followed more of what I seen than what I heard. I just did as a child. And I know you guys can kind of can relate to that, man. We're going to hear things. We're going to pick up on it. That's more like planting the seed. We probably not understand what someone's telling us at that time. So that seed really ain't going to sprout until we're ready for it to sprout. But as far as actions, right? Seeing someone do something over and over and over again, especially someone that you respect. Or it's just someone that you're looking at and you don't have to respect them. But you, you may just be watching them over and over, even in the news or whatever. You're going to... Be more, you know, alert to something that you're watching or watching people do than their words, their actions. The actions are always going to speak louder than words. You heard that saying too. It does. It really does. I'm not saying words don't count. Like I said, that's a seed. You still need to put that positive seed in their head. You need to put that, you know, the information there and let them sprout it necessary cuz that happened to me well I had something my dad told me years ago that I'm just not understanding he planted that seed so many years ago so you still need to talk to him right but you need to lead by example that's the biggest thing with me man I don't want to just talk to my son I want to lead by example with him. I want to be that. I want to be that person for him. I want him to see, be like, oh, that's my dad. I see what my dad did. He talked about, you know, you know, living your life to the fullest, going after your dreams. Not just saying it, but I seen him do it too in his own life. He lived his life to the fullest. He followed his dreams, no matter what. He didn't care about what people say about him, and he kept telling me, "Don't worry about what people say." And he wasn't worrying about what people say. So I lead by example. All right. And another thing that's just destructive for a child is comparison. A comparison can be poison for your child. Your child has his or her abilities and tastes. Comparisons can make one feel failed or lower their self-esteem. A good father or parent enjoys the difference and teaches the child that it's perfectly fine to be unique and helps build his or her personality. Right? As a father, man, we got to step up and be better. You got to take a back seat. We we're used to saying we are the man of the household. We make the money. We're going to go out here and work. And the mother is supposed to cook, clean, wash, take the child to all these places. No, you need to get more involved, more engaged. And then you have to stop the comparisons. You have to start learning these things. We have been in the back seat for too long or in the passenger side for so long. We need to get in the driver's seat. Step up and be a great father. If you're going to do all these great things at your job or at your corporations or around be a great person or, you know, funny person around your friends or whoever it may be. Man, you need to be a freaking awesome father for your child. And having to teach them about not comparing, right? By not comparing them themselves is a great leader for a father. Great leader for a father, a lot of people are so caught up with these titles of where they want to be a uh, millionaire it is, uh CEO of this, or uh, this and that. But a lot of people don't take the pleasure of having the title of a great father. I do. I even lead now when people say, what do you do? Well, first of all, I am uh, 100%, you know, I'm a full-time father. I'm a full-time husband. That's the first thing I tell people because that's what I'm most proud of. And that's what comes first with my family, with God. My family. And then stuff falling in after that. But I take that title seriously. Full time father and a full time husband. That's what I say. You ain't going to hear me say. Uh, I am the manager of such and such company. Because that shows where your perspective is. And where, where it lies when you ask. What are you? Well, I'm a full time father. I'm a full time husband. First and foremost. And the lover of Jesus Christ. Now. Occasionally, allow the child to make his and hers decision. And this is just a kind of piggyback on what I was just talking about. Rather than making all the decisions concerning the child by yourself, if the child is young, let them make their decisions. You know best. We learn by doing. I know I do. I ain't learned so much by doing. Whether I succeeded or I failed, it's an experience and your child needs to start learning that. Don't always be there to make a decision for them. You are, you will set them up to fail because there's things that's going to have to go out there and do on their own. They need to learn that early. I'm telling you, catch them young with learning how to fall flat and pick themselves up and educate them by understanding it. Don't just let them do it, but educate them on why it's happening so they can put those pieces together when they do go to college or they're in high school or they go to college. They go out there and get their first corporate job or whatever it may be. They are set up to understand that. I can make my decision, and based on that decision, there are going to be consequences, whether they're good or bad consequences, but I know how to respond from it. All I have to do is adapt, change my perspective, and then I can keep it moving. You know, let them make that decision. Like allowing your child to decide whether to go up first to a swing or a slide in the park, something that simple, right? These help in building up their decision making. Through the independence to making choices, your child will learn that choices have consequences. As I was saying sometimes good, sometimes bad. A good father explains the options and consequences of each option, and accepts the decisions of his child. He don't force him. To be like, well, that, I know that's gonna end up bad, even though we may know it. Let them experience it. You know, don't let it be too crazy, too outrageous. But if it's enough to, uh, for a teaching point, let them go through it. Let them go ahead and go through it and see what happens. You never know, and depending on the consequence or whatever happens, the the result whether it's good or bad, then you just adjust and you explain to them. If it's good, and you especially explain to them what happens when it's bad, right? You allow them to keep gradually pick themselves up, and they they will they will become independent. They will learn how to uh, make these decisions and understand that there are consequences no matter what I do, right? There's going to be consequences, but I know how to change my perspective. I know how to change my attitude towards it. And I know how to adjust. And I know how to grow from it. So now I'm set up for the different things that I will be faced out there in the real world when my parents are not there to pick me up. That will be their mindset. And that's the way that us parents as guiders should be. Right? I know we don't ever want to envision our child leaving, but it's going to happen. And we need to be setting them up now, especially if they're young, to be set up. To go out into the real world and be able to adjust. I know how you feel. It took me way. Like I'm 31 years old. There's a lot of things that I'm just learning now. I'm not mad because you know God has a plan for everybody. I'm not mad um, about any of that. I'm not mad at my mom or anybody like that. Not mad whatsoever. But if you can catch your child early, go ahead and catch him. Because like I said, with me being 31 now, there's a lot of things that I'm just not learning. I'm just not learning. And I would have beat myself up, but my perspective of, you know, all these years and learning that, you know, like I said, my past is my greatest strength and not my weakness. Being comfortable in my own skin, loving me, you know, uh, loving God, loving Jesus, you know, putting myself out there, understanding all these things. It comes with time. It comes with experience. But you can kind of speed up that for your child if you catch them early, catch them early and often with making their own decisions and explaining it to them. Man, spark their imagination. Spark it. Free play. You know, that we were talking about. You know, making decisions, uh, as I mentioned just a, min- a moment ago, is the best way to develop their imaginations. But sometimes you can provide a little spark. Play with your kids. Creating forts. Dressing up as ninjas. Role playing. Imagine your explorers or characters in a book or a movie. The possibilities are endless. You have as much fun as they will. It brings the kid back out in you. I do that with my son all the time, man. We, I, I'm, I'm teaching him this. It's things that he don't notice. That's that plant that seed that I was talking about. That he don't notice that's going to make sense later. Like me dancing, us both dancing in front of people, or us making our Father's Sunday videos together on in front of this, and he knows a lot of people could see it. You know, but we're not caring about it. I'm already kind of planting that seed for him to kind of spark his imagination. But not worry about what others would think about him. How others feel towards what he's doing. Just doing it because it makes him happy. And that's why I do it. I would dress up with my son. I will do all these things. I would go outside and try it. I almost killed myself on his new hoverboard. <laughs> right? So some of these things we may need to take a step back on. But yeah, but just continue just to be have fun. Man, I'm still a kid on the inside. I always will be. Right. Because I know I have this one life and I'm fixing to live it. Right. You hear me? I'm fixing to live it. And I want you guys too, as parents, especially as fathers, spark your kids' imaginations, fathers. If you hear your kids saying, man, I want to be a ninja when I grow up, don't be like, man, you cannot be that because you're going around wearing an outfit out there. That's a criminal. That's the wrong type of mindset and perspective. Instead, you can think of, oh, you want to be a ninja? Yeah, you can, be, you can grow up to be an actor or an actress that performs in uh, martial art movies or whatever it may be. So that changed the imagination just a little bit. Now you're getting creative with your child. Now the possibilities just go crazy. Don't shoot them down. Be there with them. Use your imagination and help them use theirs. You are the parent. So, your imagination can be so wild, but it can be more defined because of your age and your experience. So, help them develop that. Help them develop that, man. A good parent has realistic expectation. No human is perfect. Hence, one must have realistic expectation for both oneself and their child. Think about your child and do not put higher expectations than that which... Facilitates their age, personality, and development. If you build up impossible expectations, you and your child will feel frustrated. Be aware of your needs, your advantages, your limitations. You know, so just look at your strengths, your weakness. You understand, no, it took me a while to understand my strengths and weakness. So you should already be teaching your child that, right? I don't like to limit my son. I don't like to say things like uh, this is what you can and cannot do, especially because he haven't tried it. That's how I, that's how I was on the workforce. I got maybe, a, I got probably 50 jobs on my resume because I went in and tried things that I wasn't sure if I would be good at it or not good at it, but I wanted to go do it. Unfortunately, you got to put that on your resume. So I kept doing that, but every last one of those things I got, I got experience. No matter if I was there for one month. Three years, it doesn't matter. I got better and I got better and I got better with those experiences. And that's need to be your experience with your with your kids. You need to build them up. Have them have them set things, set goals, high goals, and have them reach for it early. And a lot of they ain't gonna hit it. But that won't be the point. It's about setting the goals and just aiming for it and having a great perspective whether they hit it or not. But to continue to strive for it, to continue to put your your best foot forward, continue to have those type of goals and ambitions. So when they do hit adulthood, they don't lose that, especially when they go on to create their own family or whatever. They go in with that same mindset. Now you're creating a good family trend that's going to go on for, you know, each family for decades and decades. Right. That's what you want. That's what I want. As a father, I want to instill my son with so much confidence, with so much hope, so much positivity that I know when life comes and it hits you, you know, he already believes in God, he already believes in Jesus, that's there, but he believes in his too, he believes that there is a hope and there's possibilities, endless out there and I can do anything I put my mind to, truly, that's what I want and my son, I want you fathers out there to want the same thing for your kids, young or old, I want you parents out there to want the same thing for your kids, young or old, and still all that positivity in them, and by doing that to yourself as well, right? I have always believed that I cannot love someone if I truly don't love myself, right? I I can't. And still a lot of positivity in you. I truly don't believe in positivity because it's going to show. Those crashes are going to show. But I'm human, right? We're going to go up and down. Having emotions is normal. That's what makes us human. We're going to have those up and downs. That's life. Life is not scripted. That's why I do my podcast the way I do it. It's not, it's not really scripted. I like just the flow. If I mess up, I mess up because that's life. And then I just adjust to it and I, and I continue on with my show. I continue on to do what I need to do. It's the same thing we need to do as parents. Instill that confidence in your kids. Show them. Have them have this hope. Build this hope up in them so much so when that teenage life comes of high school and now I have to start making decisions on my own, they will be somewhat prepared. They can't be prepared for everything. Nobody can. That's why I say it's life. Because life is going to throw something different at each and every person, even your kids. Their life is going to be totally different than yours. So you need to start instilling stuff in them that they can use. You know, believing in themselves, positivity, all those things. They can use that. And this is a big one for me, man. I, I, I ain't going to talk about this long because I ain't got that much longer. But limit this TV and these video games. I'm not saying you have to be Amish or anything like that, but too much of this type of entertainment keeps them from doing more of their imaginative stuff, playing, reading, from getting outside and exercising what they need. I mean, My son has a 60 minutes a day thing. That's, that's where I tell him we got to get out our 60 minutes, both of us. I don't say he has to get out there for 60 minutes. I say we has to get out there for 60 minutes, meaning I'm going to be outside playing with him. Doing whatever we got to do, we got to get away from these TVs and away from these video games. Is putting the wrong type of images and creating the wrong type of person that I don't want. I see my son, he watches some of the happiest things on YouTube. I don't know what it is, some type of Minecraft thing where he's watching somebody else play the video games. But he has an attitude, even though the thing that he's watching, they are all positive. He gets upset when I'm trying to take him away from it. Uh, when I tell him to put that down and come eat. Put that down, come do your homework. Put that down, let's go outside. He gets an attitude. Now, and I ain't done with me and my wife went seen. It. We took that away from him from a week. Man, the, his attitude changes completely. So I'm telling you, these TVs and video games are affecting your kids. So take that away from especially you followers. Get out there with your kid. Get active. You have a girl, man. You go I don't know the things. I don't have a girl yet. And I said, yeah, because I, I do want a girl, but I don't have a girl. I have a boy, and I make sure I go out there and do all the things that he want to do without trying to limit him to saying, well, you don't do those things because you're a boy or you're a girl or whatever. I don't already play those things in his head. I just play with him because he's a six-year-old, and that's the way that I approach it. And we're fixing to wrap it up, but... I want to wrap everything up in like a nutshell as being a parent, as a father. And I hope I challenged you guys today. I really do. I really. I, I, I'm hoping that you feel some type of way as a parent. I hope you upset a little bit. I hope you are excited a little bit, knowing that you can change all these things. Uh, because I am. I'm frustrated, but I'm 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 happy. I'm excited, knowing that I can become a better father, a better husband, a better parent. And I know these things. So overall, guys, just model good behavior. Model good behavior. Be what you want your child to be. You tell them that. We tell them everything that sometimes we're not doing. Don't do on to others that you won't do on to you. Right? And we go to work and we do that. We call out people names. We tease people on um, Facebook. Oh, we're adults. Okay, you can use that excuse as, as much as you want to. I'm I'm grown. Use that excuse as much as you want to, but you are creating a human being that's going to do the same thing and eventually is going to be saying the same thing you're doing. So when is enough is enough? I think it's now. It starts right now. So it's one thing to tell your child what she should do, but to say one thing and do another just ruins the message. In fact, the real lesson your child will learn is what you do. We talked about this earlier. And I, I like to repeat that because I think it's the most important thing. They are gonna learn more about, learn more from what you do than what you say. Your child is always watching you and always listening. You know, I have learned that with my son, even when he got his headphones in, whatever that boy repeats something, I, you know everything I say. And I'm like, oh, I gotta be careful. For now, on. they are watching. I did that as a child. Our people watch, and I learned from them, and I start imitating them. I start taking in the, some of the bad habits that I got, and I love my family to death. I love how they play, but some of the stuff wasn't appropriate, and I picked up that behavior just from watching them. Excessive drinking, smoking, or drugs used by parents, for example, will become ingrained in your child's head. I promise you. You would say, You better never smoke, but you got a cigarette in your hand. What do you think they're going to do eventually? Or a high percentage of a chance that they probably start smoking? It's very high. Very high. Bad manners inconsiderate behavior, sloppy habits, anger, and a negative attitude, laziness, greed, not knowing who they are. I got a problem with, I had a problem with my identity and trying to learn what I was good at. I felt like I wasn't good enough. Like I can't run, sing, dance, skip, nothing right. You know, that's what I felt on the inside because it wasn't developed right. My mom did a great job. You know, just some things that she wasn't aware of herself. So it was a trend that was created, but we're breaking it. Like I said, I'm not angry at my mom. I love my mom. I love the relationship I have with my mom. I love everything she did for me. She was able to do for me and she still continues to do for me. I love them. I love my family, my cousins, everybody that helped me and that was there for me. I love them. It got nothing to do with that. But I'm just telling you, as parents now, we can break that, man. We can break this trend that's going on of where fathers is not as active in their kid's life and we need to be. And like I said, the fathers that are, man, we can, we can do better. I know I'm active in my son, life, but I know I can do better. But the fathers that are not active, you definitely can do better. You need to step up to the plate. The mothers that are great, continue. You continue to get great. Continue to do those great things. The mothers that are not active, you can do better. Much, much better. Don't abuse your child because of your insecurities, because of your past, and the things that was done to you. Because you got hurt. Don't have your child growing up with those type of fears. Don't project your fears and your insecurities onto your child. You should instill them with confidence and love and compassion. Just because you went through it. That should be more of your objective because you went through it. I know how I feel, so I don't want my son or daughter feeling this way. I would not allow it. I'm afraid of everything. I would not allow my son to be or daughter to be afraid of everything. I will not. I will teach them financial responsibility, you know, about the financial aspects of it. Negative attitudes, laziness, greed, happiness, all this stuff. I'll go through every single one of those things because you have a lot of time to do it. And it's not too late. Even though you may seem like, well, it's too late, man. they 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 27, 28. It, it, it's never too late. Because you always can start now. Stop with the excuses. It's too late. I don't have enough time. They may not listen to me. They may not do this. That should never ever stop you from trying. Because all those behaviors that I name, right? All those things that I named, the excessive drinking, the smoking, the drugs, the bad manners, uh, the bad, you know, inconsiderate behaviors, all these behaviors will rub off on your child. They will think about that. That's scary. We create these adults. We created the baby. We brought this person to this world. And every single day they see us more than they see anybody else in their life. And we need to be able to instill them with enough to be functioning, happy, positive, God-loving individuals. I need you guys to just just model the behavior you'd like your child to learn. Model it. You do it yourself. Let them be themselves. Many parents try to mold their child into the person they want their child to be. Even if the child personality doesn't fit that mold. I ain't seen it over and over and over again. Instead, instill good behaviors and values in your child. But give your child freedom to be himself. Children, like all humans, have quirks, different personalities. Let those personalities flourish. Love your child for who he is. She is not who you want him or her to be. That's very important. I'm weird as all get out. I am so weird, but I, I embrace it. And I want my son to embrace it. I'm so weird. and In social settings, uh, I'm weird, but I embrace it. I laugh at myself, I keep it moving. And I try to improve on the next time. But I'm weird. I'm strange. I'm different. But I love me some me. And by me loving me some me and me loving... um. God, and that allows me to love my son unconditionally and allow him to eventually do that for himself because he will love himself, and when he loves himself, he can give that love and continue to do it and pass that on where it's just it it just it just starts to spread, and that's what I want. I want to create that spreading. It started with me coming out through my son, and it's through this podcast that I'm spreading it out to you guys, man, be great. Be who you want to be. Be who you want your child to be. Right? Flip it. Flip it on his head. It's 2019. And you can start right now. You can start today. Don't feel like it's too late. I know we built these, these memories up over and over and they can beat us down of this past that we have in our head, but I ain't felt so many times. I hurt them so many times. I, I think it's too late. They ain't hurt me too many times. And so, your past is your greatest strength, not your weakness. You continue to believe. You continue to push forward. I promise you it'll get better. And guys, that's all I got for you. For today. For this one. It has been a mouthful, And like I said, I hope you got some value from it. And I hope you use it. I hope you step up to the plate. But I would love to know you guys' opinion. I invite you to leave me a comment. Contact me on Facebook or on Anchor, my platform. I have all the information in the description on whatever platform I have it on. Please reach out to me anyway if you have any comments about what I talked about today or anything that you would like to talk about or I you want me to talk about in the future or maybe being a co-host. I love feedback. Continue to reach out to me guys. I love it. Right? And as I always end my show, man, started off with why not me. I had to figure out what my greatness was. I had to figure out the you know how to love myself and that my past is my greatest strength, not my weakness. I had to Unleash myself from my mind prison And once I've done that I said I want to do that for other people And that's the why not you movement So I instill you guys with the same thing man, And release your passion To understand your past is your greatest strength Not your weakness And then release yourself from your mind body prison And With that We would do it together And that's the why not us movement Y'all have a wonderful day And thank you for listening
0: Peace yeah. Mm-hmm.